Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Deplorable Nation. I'm your host, Deplorable Janet, and today I have two of my favorite female friends that are back with me today. I'm so excited that um, we're doing a, uh, another ladies roundtable, and this one is going to be very helpful and very useful, I think, to a lot of people. So welcome back. Miss Ellie, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? Fabulous. Fabulous. <laughs> and Miss Heidi, how are you, darling? Yes, good. How is everybody? Everybody's good today? More than fabulous? <laughs> everybody's sniffy, snuffy, and oh. allergy laden today. Oh, yes, that yes. is true. We are. <laughs> so if you guys hear uh, boohooing and tears, <laughs> I don't know if it's really boohooing and tears because we're uh, sad or moved, or it's because everyone's <laughs> have allergy problems. <laughs> true, true, 100%. <laughs> Definitely. So today is going to be um, a very interesting show. We have several different things that we want to discuss with the listeners today, and probably some things that are going to hit home for a lot of people on a lot of different levels. <laughs> So I want to start off with a little story that happened to me this morning. Um, most people don't know unless you talk to me all the time. However, uh, we had to make a move recently uh, very quickly and very unexpectedly. And so we went from out in the country wilderness uh, and more into kind of a city setting or whatever with, um, you know, lack of wildlife per se and things like that. So my husband and I were talking about it yesterday and I said, you know what I really miss? I said, I miss getting up every day and seeing eagles and hawks in our yard. And this morning we go outside, he comes out, we're talking about God talking about the Bible, and all of a sudden, a hawk lands on our fence. And I just had to take a pause and tell God, thank you, because yep. I said I missed that yesterday. And the reason why I brought up this story is because a lot of people, when they move, they miss the house, which is a materialistic thing. I missed... God's creation, the eagles and the hawks. And mm -hmm. he presented that with to me today so that I could give thanks and be grateful for the blessing and the miracle that he just revealed in my life because it wasn't focused on materialism or man-made things. It was on his creation. So I just wanted to share that story today That's because so cool. it was Great. quite touching to me this morning. Well, he showed you that your home is wherever you are, mm -hmm. I think. Absolutely. That's awesome. And that blessings come in so many different forms. Uh, they don't have to be something big, something simple like that. And it just touched me so deeply because I was like, thank you. Thank you so much yeah. for providing that for me because that was that was like a beautiful sign for me to start the day today. So, yeah. Aww. Anyways. I love that. So 
Um, we want to get into lots of different uh, topics today, but one of the things that is definitely going on modern day times, literally every day from every angle, is attacks on God. So, I will give the floor to you guys and have at it. <laughs> That is such a broad topic, Janet. We, we talk about <laughs> you guys talk. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> well, I think I think also like God. I I feel like people have misconstrued it so badly. Like we mm -hmm. were saying, is God is in everything. God mm -hmm. is in that that hawk. God Correct. is in the sky. God is in the. I live by the mountains. They're right outside my door. So I mm -hmm. love the mountains. God is in the mountains for me. You mm -hmm. know, my personal, right. which is why I have that on my logo and everything, because mm -hmm. that represents church to me, like right. not church. And, and a lot of people might disagree with that. And I think the disillusionment comes from man is, you know, they say that that scripture that man is always a liar, like he's not, but I'm just saying like, sometimes people put their faith in a man and, mm -hmm. a, and in a situation like I did and, mm -hmm. and come out hating everything. Most Mormons mm -hmm. that leave the church are hate everything after they, they don't want anything to do with God. They not everything in general, but mm -hmm. they become atheists. And so I didn't do that. Thank heavens. My mom had already got out and she was a Stevens minister and she was like feeding me little things for a long time. And so was my husband. So I felt like safer that this isn't God that did this to you. This was people. Man. That, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and, and even the church, like I know most of my family, most of his family all are still in and they are not bad people. Like I listened to some of these podcasts about Mormons and I've sent messages to a few of them when I've heard people on that are like, they beat their children every night. They, they beat, they, they have 25 wives, all of them. I'm like, no, they don't. No, they don't. None of this is true. Unless you're in a different sect. If you're specifically talking about a specific family, like maybe they do, you mm -hmm. know, or maybe your family did, but just because my dad wasn't a good person doesn't mean the church is a bad per person mm -hmm. per se, right. but I think the upper echelon, like the upper, just like our government, you mm -hmm. get to a certain level and all those people, I think they know stuff, all of them. Well, yeah. and it's kind of like um, this discussion has been had many times before in lots of different shows, but like uh, the Masons or other occult yes. uh, groups, right? Secret societies. The general everyday people are not bad people, but there are bad people amongst them. And it's yes. the same thing in church communities. Mm -hmm. um, and the thing is that man is so fallible. We are all like completely full of sin, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of the disillusionment and uh, breakdown between God and religion or considering God himself or a building, right? Mm -hmm. It's because the building is something that man made and the people are sinners. And mm -hmm. so putting those things together, you know, what's the, what the saying absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yes. Which is a hundred percent true. That is so politics, true. religion, 
uh, you know, CEOs in a workplace, no matter what it is, you give somebody too much power and they are still living with their ego in their lives. That's when you have a problem. Yes. Yep. I, I think, I think a lot of times where God tries to tell us about don't, and this is why I'm so blatant when I come forward with my story and I don't hold back because so many people do mm -hmm. in the Mormon community, even some of the biggest podcasts don't talk about the temple out of respect, but I refuse to leave anything in secret because I feel like anything done in secret is not okay. Because God Correct. tells us not to take oaths and not to have hidden things. Like mm -hmm. we should not feel, I'm not talking about personal sin. I'm talking about big things. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not saying go tell everyone in the world what you did. Like that's between you and, and God. But I'm telling you like when it comes to like rituals or weird stuff like that or oaths, you better get out there and say, because what about the next person? Like, it's not about just me anymore then. Right. It's about you, know? you paying it forward and you helping someone else to heal because you were relieved of something. You were unburdened in your life of, you know, sin, sacrifice, whatever you want to call it. Yep. And so you are supposed to help other people be able yeah. to do the same thing and free yeah. themselves. Well, and it's just such an uncomfortable feeling because they t attack you and say, well, you, you let out these secrets that are sacred and you did this or you did that. And it's hard because I mean, I understand, I understand what they used to mean to me. I understand what they mean to them. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I also understand that what I was doing was not of God. And mm -hmm. anymore. I mean, I talked to the New York Patriot and he told me to go watch a Gnostic mass. Mm -hmm. That scared me. Like, you know, why are they tricking people? If you want, <laughs> if they want, to, if the Mormons came out tomorrow and said, okay, we're going to lay it all out. This is what we do. We do Gnostic mass. We do this, we do that, or we're Masons or whatever they want to do. And mm -hmm. don't tie it into God. I would shut up. Mm-hmm. Because then we wouldn't have problem anymore because they're right. taking all these nice people about Christianity and it's not the mm -hmm. same thing. They serve a different Jesus and I don't know what, you know. Well, and that's the thing is uh, bad things happen with good men do nothing. And so that's yes. kind of the thing, you know, if you don't, if you know there's something that needs to be spoken about, exposed, you have to do that, especially if you follow the path that, that God has set for you. You have to bring those things to light, kind of like you definitely have to give your own testimony. It's yes. very important that you do that. And for me, my life is an open book. There's nothing about my life I have not discussed openly on a podcast before because any secret hidden part of myself does not make me whole in front of God. And I can't, I can't have complete and total edification through God, you know, doing his works and having that um, intellectual, moral and spiritual enlightenment. If there's anything about me that's hidden or occult. Do you well, think it, it? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Ellie. I've right. talked a lot. Uh, I, do you think it comes from being a nurse sort of because we have a collective responsibility? I feel like that's part of it for me. Like I feel collectively responsible for humans, like on a different level. And then, but the calling wasn't mine. I never would have mm -hmm. done this, you right. know, but like, also I don't want my fellow people like 
if they're getting ready to go to the temple and maybe they hear my story, maybe they won't, you know, mm -hmm. or maybe they'll pause or some, I don't know, like that. And that's not me. That's a conduit. You know what I'm saying? Like anytime mm -hmm. when you do something, if you're doing it for the right reason, because God told you to do something, then that's not you. He can use a donkey. Like, so, <laughs> yeah. So how about, how about you, <laughs> Ellie? Like how, how do you feel about like the need to uh, give your testimony and help other people? What was your like calling to start your show? I haven't heard Ellie's story. I'd love to hear that. I mean, Janet, I was on your podcast for the first time and I, they can go back to the first time I was on your And yours. she said so, she would never, ever do a show. I would never do a podcast. <laughs> and I would never have my own show. And God was like, oh yeah, watch this. And I had a different mm -hmm. idea. Mm -hmm. And then um, I don't want to quite get into it because the, the story is still being written. But basically I got baptized and God was like, you're going to stop your podcast. I have something different I need you to work on. Not mm -hmm. that my podcast was bad. Not that like it was sinful or anything like that. Um, like you, Janet, I was an open book. Mm -hmm. But there's something different. Um, that I, Something I much bigger. You had a calling. Yeah. Much mm -hmm. bigger. And I, and I didn't have time to do both. Right. So it was a very abrupt thing that I was just very at peace with. Mm -hmm. um, and I was just like, yeah this is the right thing to do. Um, did not intend to stop it when I did, but I did. Um, and, but I'd started my podcast to share all of the different things. And mm -hmm. that was, a that was a journey. Like if people started like from the beginning and then listened to the end, my points of view on things have changed quite drastically. A, bit. drastically. <laughs> a lot. Um, a lot. Um, well, that but, happens because we all evolve as you learn. Mm -hmm. Like if you were going down the journey, like my first of my journey was nothing like now. So. But the fact that <clears throat> I feel like when some people go on a journey, whatever the journey is, whether it's um, through faith or a career or they're mm -hmm. researching a new topic, right? You can be influenced mm -hmm. by people and go, oh. This is the definite right answer. And then you stop researching. You stop mm -hmm. thinking critically and you just, you become so set in your ways. Right. And I never did that. Um, once the, I'm going to question everything spark happened, I just question everything. Like, mm -hmm. and that's not to say that when people share their story that I don't believe them, that's not what I mean. No. What I mean is um, if something sounds off, then maybe I go, research a little bit more or maybe if it challenges something that I believe then I go research it like mm -hmm. and you know earlier Janet you were talking about how confessing everything and you anything kept in secret basically makes you incomplete before God mm -hmm. and the distinction I want to make there is not in not saying that you do this or Janet or Heidi um but people think that they can just, yep, I sinned in this way. You know, I swore, I cheated on my husband. I, mm -hmm. you know, drank alcohol, like whatever the sin is, right? And then they go, okay, I'm forgiven. I told people. And it's like, mm -hmm. no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. There's That's a process. That's not how that works, honey. Um, right. You have to actually be sorry and repent and then right. actually try not to do it again. Right. Recognizing yep. that. 
what what led you there? Yeah. What Mm -hmm. led you there? What led you there? Try and get to the root of it. Recognize you're probably still going to sin in the future because you're not perfect. Mm -hmm. But be truly sorry when it happens. You can't just be like, Mm -hmm. oh, I said I, I I did this. (laughs) God forgives me. I can keep being a jerk. And it's like, no. Right. How that works. And there's there's two things about that. That is all part of the sanctification process after you get saved, after you accept Jesus, you are a continual and constant work in progress because we are naturally sinners. Um, and God is not going to work on getting everything out of you that is wrong all at once. That's no. not possible. And so watch this fantastic video yesterday about um, a guy that is having problems with cussing and he knows it's bad and he knows it's supposed to stop. And people are like, well, really upset at him that every once in a while he'll still use an F bomb. And so people get disheartened. I'm, 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 I'm with this guy. <laughs> I'm working on this. Same. Same. <laughs> like, I- <laughs> Same, but here's the thing. He said, you know, because these people are basically like expecting him to lie and not be his true self because it is something that they don't do in their lives. And so they're putting judgment on him and saying that you should lie and say you don't sin. They're asking you to lie. They're asking you to be dishonest. Everything is a work in progress. Like he said before the whole cussing thing, he had a porn addiction. And so it took a while for God to work on him to to work that addiction out of his soul. Same thing with with drug addiction, but at least he's addiction. being honest. At least exactly. he's being honest. I've I almost I did slip the F bomb in one of my last shows. Mm-hmm. And I say it way too much, but online on air, especially I try to really watch it because I know uh, the judgment, you know, Mm -hmm. but also in my real life, I'm trying to change it. But what I'm saying is it it was on there and I almost edited it out. And I Mm -hmm. thought, no, no, because that's who you are. Yep. Because it still happened. And then it's part of you and your process. Then you're fake. Like kind of, you know, and people have judged me and sent me little messages like because I interviewed um, the Oracle lady and she was Mm -hmm. like um, her views were hers and my views were mine, but it was on my Mm -hmm. heart to interview her. So I did. And it was a good interview. There were some things that I didn't agree with her. But if you only go into the the people that you if you are constantly surrounding yourself with people that are like, yes, 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 they're yes men. You're never going to learn anything and you're never going to teach anything. And get this, I was going to say, you are never going to grow your flock per se, right? Because we want to be honest, you know? Yes. And we have a, a ripple effect, right? Good or bad, whatever we do, whatever we speak, whatever our actions are, affect other people exponentially. Mm-hmm. And so if you're only talking to people that have the same values, the same beliefs, I mean, Ellie and I are best friends and we don't always a thousand percent agree on everything. You shouldn't, but you shouldn't. we yeah. can have civil open conversations and we don't, there's no, 
ever like anger or hatred or whatever in the conversation because you have to be able to have those difficult conversations and give tough love to people that the three of us know. Um, <laughs> people need that. You cannot yes. be, but you cannot be true in Christ and still sugarcoat things for everybody when they need to hear actual truth come out of your mouth. That's well, what's going to save them. Sugarcoated poo is still poo. Mm-hmm. But mm. so I have been told numerous times, basically my entire life, um, I, I, I'm too blunt. I'm too straightforward. I'm too offensive. Mm-hmm. Um, I speak my mind too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, all, all you talk too much. Talk too much. But here's the thing. I really talk too much. No. People that, are very oh. judgmental uh-huh. towards your personality, but her personality and mine are 100% identical. And I am, I am just like that. Yes. That's and what I'm I told her. always in trouble. When yeah. I when I met you, Heidi, I was like, "Oh my God, the three of us like we would <laughs> definitely have a very Yay. fun girls' weekend." Sometime. Yes, oh, but the reason that. I think Janet that people uh, are so offended by us mm-hmm. to kind of take this to the title of your show is because mm-hmm. they don't want to be held accountable. Correct. Mm-hmm. Because Satan doesn't want you to be held accountable. No, he wants right, you no. to be able to do your own thing. Keep it in the mm-hmm. secret. Yeah. Right. And so, Janet, you've told me things. My husband has told me things where I didn't want to hear them, but they were, you guys were very truthful. And you're like, no, like you're doing this, like you're sinning in this way. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, sorry. Like, but nobody <laughs> wants to hear it. Yeah. No. <laughs> and then I get, and then I sit in the corner and I sulk and I'm like, you're right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm not yelling at them. I'm not, you know, right. calling them out and calling them names right. for right. doing the thing that they're supposed to be doing, which mm-hmm. is confronting another Christian when they're in sin. Hey, you're in sin. I'm doing this mm-hmm. in a loving way. Right. But when we tell people, hey, like you claim to be Christian and I had this happen, right. mm-hmm. you claim to be Christian, you're Have doing this seen. thing. These two things, like you can't don't do match. This. Claim to be Christian, like those don't match, mm-hmm. and it didn't go well. <laughs> well, and I think that's why that is a hundred percent why people are disillusioned with yes with church and with God, right? Because you know the the biblical saying, "Whenever two or more are gathered in His yes. name," right? Yep. That is church. Mm-hmm. Hence, my husband and I literally having biblical discussions every single day mm-hmm. is having church. You do not need to be in a brick and mortar man made no. building to live your life in Christ and to live it appropriately. You do not have to follow rules and regulations and uh, sacraments, ceremonial magic, per se. Well, where did Jesus what? speak? He spoke on a hill, like he. Right. He was outside. Like I'm not saying you always. It's gonna snow soon. Like I'm not gonna go outside in the snow here in a bit. You know, it's cold. I will. But... I'll go outside in my snowsuit. <laughs> but I'm just like, okay. And this thing happened to me this week, and I wasn't even gonna bring this up, but it, it fits. So I have somebody very close to me that has been a friend, but she's also been my enemy 
because mm-hmm. it's, it's my husband's ex-wife. And so sometimes we disagree uh, and it's mostly about kids usually. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, they're grownups now. Uh, their kids are grown and they're grownups. And so they had an issue at a church that mm-hmm. I don't go to. And I've, I've met the pastor. He's fine. Okay. He's a nice person, but I didn't, you know, when you just feel a certain thing, you know, and I didn't feel that there so that hence I'm not a patronage of that church, but she is. And I respect it. And I've not said anything against right. him. Mm-hmm. Right. And I wouldn't because it, maybe she does have that with him. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not her. So right. I, I've always just kept my opinion to myself and said, well, that's, you know, fine, whatever. Like I, I've listened to a few sermons. They're not off the wall or anything like I, it's none of my business, really. So then her, her son, he's very older. He's, he's going to be a dad soon. And they're, you know, new, his new spat. Well, they're not married yet. So his girlfriend, they're going to, but they live together. They're going to have this baby. And there was some issue at the church where, abruptly and rashly there was laying on of hands in front of the whole congregation without permission. And I said, and I didn't know anything about it until somebody came to me. So this situation was dumped on my lap, not dumped, expressed. Everybody has the right to say how Mm -hmm. they feel because they were, they were there. I'm just getting, you know, the little pieces. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, all I did was say, I'm going to send you Derek Prince is one of my go-to. I love Derek Prince videos, even though he can be legalistic because he was Protestant, but I, I really like his message. So I said, Oh, I remember this sermon. I'm going to send it to you. Okay. Like it's, it's a good sermon with some biblical stuff that I think is good for you. Like he always goes to the Bible and I love that. So I'm like, I'll send that and I'll pray for this situation. That's like my whole part of it. Like that's all, you know, mm-hmm. and cause it's also not, not my place. Like they're all grownups, everyone from the mom to the kids, everybody's grownups. So I, I get a message from her, not just asking, but demanding that I lead them back to this situation. And I'm like, well, I can't do that because this isn't my place and it's really not your place. And this is between them and the Lord and the pastor. And then that's all like we, you probably should not be in this, you know, they're all grown people and it's okay. And, and she said, well, I'm going to repeat to you, you are stepping on my toes as a mother. And I'm like, that's unfair. We're supposed to be friends. Like I tried to be very like, this is what's up. No, I wasn't Mm -hmm. gossiping. No, I wasn't doing these things. You pointed your finger and said you came at me in love with. That wasn't how that came across, by the way. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm very blunt. And I said right back, like, no. And blah, 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 blah. This is why. And I'm not doing that. And I'm never going to do something ever again in my life that I feel that I shouldn't like in in a religious aspect. Okay. Correct. Because I was caged and felt this weird way. And so for me, it's a completely different, it's way more to me, you know? Right. Right. So then she's mad. Because you got, you got the gift of discernment upon your departure and your spiritual growth. And here's the bad is, you know, my oldest daughter doesn't speak to me, even though she brought me a problem, dumped it in my lap. It was turned around on me and I lost that child. So it's been four years. I'm not doing that again. 
Like Correct. it isn't my place. I will pray with you. I will listen to you. I will let you vent. I didn't say anything negative on to about that. I just mm -hmm. said, I biblically Bible here, Bible. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's the way there is some ways to do that. That wasn't mm -hmm. the right way. So um, in front well, of a whole parishion and with a person with PTSD, like, I don't think that's okay. No, I don't. Mm -hmm. you well, know, she the other biblical part that I think the, not you, that the, the mm -hmm. your friend forgetting. And I understand that the, uh, they're not officially married yet. Right. right? So technically it's hard. If yeah. You want to like split hairs. Like mm -hmm. technically this doesn't apply. However, they're having a child together and it sounds like they're intending to get married. Yeah. So we're going to work under the concept of this applies because they're right. getting married. Mm -hmm. getting married. Um, <laughs> The Bible says, yes, honor your father and mother. The Bible also says that you should depart from your parents and become one flesh with your spouse, yeah. which mm -hmm. means your parents should have, um, you should still communicate with them. You should still talk yes. to them. Yes. However, their position, their position comes in a different space. Correct. It comes down. Yep. They don't get to be the parental role the entire time. Mm -hmm. yep. And a lot of parents do that. Yes. Where, mm -hmm. you know, you could be 60 and they're 80. Yeah. They're yeah. like, no, I'm still the parent. It's like, no, I'm going to listen to my husband or wife over mm -hmm. my mother and my father because mm -hmm. that's how it's biblically supposed it, well, to be. Well, and God right. has an order of things for a reason. So right. like this whole situation, first of all, you know, the spouse, we're going to go with spouse. The spouse agrees with her. You know, they have their own feelings about it. And I, and I said, so she, she wouldn't speak with me about this unless we all had a meeting together with this pastor that I have nothing to do with. And I said, I'm not doing that. Like mm -hmm. this has not, this is so not comfortable for me and I'm not being mean. I'm just telling you that this isn't my place, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, and she said, she, she cut me off of all socials. She is not speaking to me. She is very angry with me. And I'm like, you are doing this at a very bad time. Cause this girl is pregnant. She's a little bit fragile. She's early pregnant. And I don't think it's okay to do this no matter, even if it was a correct situation, like mm -hmm. you well, need to remember all the pieces, you know, the other thing too women aren't supposed to be teaching the Bible. So honestly, mm -hmm. he should mm -hmm. probably be going to his dad if he has questions and a mm -hmm. lot of people. Which he did, which is that. why I knew about it because it, it came to us because I live with the dad, yeah, you know? Right. So, but they, and she's very into this church and I understand that, but she's got this preacher on a pedestal. She said to me, so mm. you are wrong in God. She told me this. She said, mm -hmm. you are biblically going against God and I'm calling you out for it. And I said, because I won't lead him back. And she mm -hmm. said, well, I'm going to give this to God. And I said, well, I'm not God. So I don't know why you're giving this to me. Mm -hmm. And I know that came out really rude. And I just <laughs> said, I, but I'm always in trouble for stuff like that. And I, I'm like, okay, but I will give it to God too. And I mean it, let's let it go and pray. I said, let I'll pray with you. I'll meet with you one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. as parents or as friends, or just however you feel about it or whatever I've done. If I've offended you that I don't want that, you know, but if it has to do with these other people, the kids, mm -hmm. then we can't, we are no longer. And I told the kids this, I love you guys. 
I want to help you. I am your parent, but yeah. I'm not. I am your cheerleader now. We are mm -hmm. on the sidelines of your life, cheering you along and trying to help you pick you up if you need right. us, if you ask. But if right. you do not ask of us, we are totally in the wrong position for that because well, we're not. Yeah. And here's a very interesting thing about that story. And that's going to lead into my um, little story. I thought I should share it. I know I'll yeah. probably be in trouble. <laughs> um, the thing about that is if those, you know, if the children themselves were uncomfortable with something that happened at church, God is putting it on their heart that that is not yes. where they are supposed to be. And people, you need to listen to that message. But instead, they're saying it's demonic. That it's a it's spirit. not. It's it is Bad absolutely spirit. not demonic. When when God is leading you to find another church, there's a reason. And they're not throwing church out the window. They're not doing right. anything. It's rash. that particular yeah. church because mm -hmm. something there is wrong. It's and not matching. always always listen to your gut. And yes. so for me, this is the second church we've been to <clears throat> in a short period of time. The first church we went to, we had literally only been there for one month. And then they had a church meeting. Um, they wanted to vote the pastor out because he was bringing in not only political rhetoric, into his sermons, uh, very, very leftist, very uh, hate right wing, very blatant. But he was also bringing in um, false teachings mm -hmm. from people that have, you know, uh, like TV mm -hmm. church personalities, per se, um, that had been. Uh, arrested or whatever, very false teachings. And so he was bringing that in. So the congregation was mad. They wanted to try to remove him. They had a vote on it, the whole nine yards. Um, fast forward a little bit. We're like, we're very uncomfortable. So we're going to look for another church. We go to this church and we are definitely not the type of people that jump in and sign up to serve and stuff right away because we want to make sure that it's a good foundation and a good fit for us. And this is why first church, <laughs> uh, good problem. Yeah. Second church, ever since we started going there, uh, like nothing was really wrong per se in the sermons for the most part, I was going to say <laughs> mm, for the, for the most part, they're not, uh, they don't include a lot <laughs> of Bible teaching, um, which my husband grew up in a church that was Bible-based. He moved here to start mm -hmm. a church, the whole nine yards. I grew up in a Catholic church, so it was very Bible-based, whatever. <coughs> That's our thing. Most of the churches nowadays, they will read little pieces of scripture here and there and put it in their speech. However, they don't focus on that. They, they literally talk. It's like a just talking and mm -hmm. then reading little pieces. So we're going through this church and I'm like, I'm really uncomfortable. And he's like, I'm uncomfortable too, but unless, you know, there's something egregious, like I, I have to have justification to leave here. And so 
we're things are going on and and we're getting a little more um concerned i guess they have people that were in the audience that at every service that i call plants um they are scattered throughout um the chapel church whatever you want to say whatever religion you are this is probably apply in a lot of them um and they are there to elicit emotional response during the sermon. And so there are certain parts where they will, uh, he will pause the sermon and then like people are supposed to clap or yell amen or yep, yep, the whole time. And we're like, okay, this is weird because it's like they're trying to get you that emotional response that they're planting in you. An emotional mm -hmm. response within you should come from the Holy Spirit, not from something that man is doing. Mm -hmm. So then it's like he would have these weird series. And he had one that I, I told Ellie about. It was so cringe. It was a relationship series. Oh. And I was so uncomfortable during that. And I'm like, oh, I got to do a show because this this one is something. It was too much. Okay. And so anyway, we're both still feeling like super uncomfortable or whatever. And then a couple of weeks ago, um, we didn't go. We were going to watch it online because my husband's allergies were bad. So I'm in the kitchen <laughs> making yeah. Yeah, today. I'm in the <clears throat> kitchen making breakfast and uh, it comes on and I hear. Uh, so there most of you probably know there was an email went out with a lot of allegations in it so we're gonna do uh we're gonna have an independent investigation wink mm. wink independent right hmm. so they keep mentioning this like every week well finally uh they had a church meeting the other day family meeting is what it says on the screen when we walked in they literally read every single allegation, which, mind you, there were 32. Oh, wow. Like word and for word? Word like for word. <laughs> and I'm telling oh. you, this was on behalf of four families because the husband and the wife and each one of these families all were part of the ministry team. Oh, wow. Every single one of them, all part of the staff. So on behalf of all four families which was very meticulous documentation in this email, dates, times, exactly what was said, who was in the meeting, the whole nine yards. So you know mm -hmm. without a shadow of a doubt that this happened. Because right. somebody really it wasn't just allegations at that point. Yeah. Right. Okay. So <laughs> mind you, and this is an important piece of the story. We knew about this pastor before we ever started going there because we looked him up. He had a criminal record in the mm -hmm. past. People can be saved. People can right. repent for their sins. He had embezzled money from a church before. Oh, wow. So, you know, we're like, okay, we're going to give him a chance because everybody deserves a chance. Mm-hmm. So we're going to this church and, and the whole nine yards. This comes out. They're reading all of these different points. And I swear to you, it was like a little 
kindergarten nanny boo-boo thing. Mm. The church investigated itself, so there it was not independent, okay? The pastor appoints every single one of the people that are in mm-hmm. positions in the church. So like his best friend. There is supposed to be (laughs) supposed to be a separation between Mm -hmm. the pastor and the finances, given what had happened before. And this is in the bylaws. Very important piece here. And so multiple times in this, it was about financial crimes. Mm He got arrested in this other state, served his time, blah, 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 paid restitution, came here, started the church. As soon as the church got up and running and given finances, they were given corporate cards. He used the corporate card for his own personal expenses. Didn't really learn your lesson, did you? No, that looks yucky. And then... Um, as the allegations go on, like I said, there was 32, so mm. I'm not going to name them all, but Rush, some of them yeah. were, were highly like egregious. <clears throat> so in a staff meeting, he disclosed personal financial records Ooh. of employees. Now, mind you, Almost every church, and this has been the last two that we've been to, if you are a member or a partner or whatever they call it, they want you to sign up and they monitor your finances to make sure that you are giving your 10% or more Mm -hmm. of your money that you bring in. They want financial records. The Just whole like nine yards. If you church. are, if mm-hmm. you are part of this member, partner, whatever mm-hmm. the church wants to call it. So he disclosed personal financial information mm-hmm. <coughs> of staff members, red flag number one. And then in another separate meeting, he disclosed the personal financial gifts that they were doing. To establish a secondary church. Wow. And in this meeting, he's, well, I know so-and-so only makes this X amount of money, but they donated $3,000 hmm. <coughs> to this new building. Again, if he's separated from finances, mm-hmm. where did that come in? Hmm. That's, that's so odd that he would want to, I mean, in any situation, including court, those kind mm-hmm. of documents are really um, kept private. Correct. They'll, they exhibit whatever, and then they'll give them correct the, the thing. So uh, that's awkward. <coughs> I'm like sure this the whole, people. this whole thing, <clears throat> they're going, this is the allegation, uh, but stinky doo-doo poo-poo head that's not true it's somebody's opinion (laughs) you know i'm saying this whole meeting was like that and then they took questions from the audience and the very first guy that gets up had a list so not only had this guy been 
<clears throat> charged for embezzlement. Oh boy. And used the the company credit card at the current church. Um, he had uh assault charges. And so there was a restraining order filed against him for the pastor that exposed the financial crimes at the previous place. Mm. So this is was, your, this is deep. This is there like was not... theft of theft of personal Ooh. property and stuff. And so my point in telling you guys this, this is the second church in a row where the church had a split, <laughs> um, which is not normal and that very mm -hmm. short period of time and i'm in my 50s so i've never had that happen you know. in my life yeah and this is yeah. two in a row but whenever you get that inkling that something is wrong run change right. church watch something online get out your bible and just pray whatever you need to do if you have a feeling that something is not right with that church, trust your gut. But you did the right thing on it because like she said, she had a feeling mm -hmm. and that she, she literally posted that the next day, like go with your gut. And that mm -hmm. was the one that thinks they should go back, but that's her feeling about it. And like you guys used discernment about right. it and you prayed and you did this research and it right. was like all in a row, like she, she feels in her gut that maybe we are bad people. I don't know who mm -hmm. that was for. It was very passive aggressive and I'm super not like that. I don't know if it was for me. I don't know if it was for someone else. Like, but of course, if you're, if you're arguing with someone and they post something like that, which is why I don't do that anymore, it, it, they're going to take it that way. But it literally was trust your gut thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, that, and even that might be okay for you and your gut, but for mm -hmm. her, for the other kids involved, they have a different gut feeling. So well, God, God moves us. God, mm -hmm. maybe it's not even a bad thing. Maybe he just needs to move them to help them to help somebody else. Like you never know. Or to help them grow. Yeah. yeah. Now, what were you going to say, Elle? Our emotions can be wrong. So like mm -hmm. trusting your gut yeah. with no foundation. Right. You had a foundation. typically go well. Right. So whether it's biblical or, um, Hey, this person has an arrest record or like whatever yeah. it is, yeah. but like your gut is usually telling you something, but it's not always 100% right. Mm -hmm. You gotta, you gotta right. go and dig into that. Like, well, right. that was, Damn, that was the thing. Yeah. Because like for him, for my husband, he was praying for discernment. And right. for me, because I felt like I already had discernment in the situation, I was praying for God to move us to whatever church that we were meant to be at. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't understand this, but when you get that feeling that something is wrong and you're supposed to leave that church, that is God moving you for an ordained specific mm -hmm. reason because you cannot further your growth where right. you're at and you are needed somewhere else for a different purpose. And the other person might still be needed in that church. Mm -hmm. Now, not with the arrest thing. That's wild. Mm -hmm. Like I, I would mm -hmm. be very concerned for most people in that church, but. And it's, it's very, let me, let me throw this in there because I told Ellie this yesterday when we were talking about it. Um, During this meeting, it was like, you are only allowed to 
clap. When we say clap, you're only allowed to mm. not to to have anger if it's directed at the people that wrote this email or the the one person's that's there defending them. And it was very cultish and they were Mm -hmm. very, they were very much praising this pastor and praising like everything he does. And like, he could do no wrong. I mean, 32 counts. And my husband and I were like, most of these we can verify because we were actually in sermons when these things happened, a lot of them were very inappropriate language or things that were said mm. during a sermon or whatever. But it was like this whole thing was to to lift up this pastor and praise him and applaud for him and then sow hatred and and mm. violence against the families that exposed it. Well, wow. and too, Janet, like the four families that wrote it weren't allowed to be there. And there was like police Correct. there because they were afraid people were going to get violent, quote unquote. Correct. Yep. They've never had police at this church ever. And when wow. we pulled in, I'm like, why are there so many police officers here? And this this person that was exposing things during the question period, and he's literally reading this list about this pastor hmm. that, that are to me very relevant and valid right right whatever. and it's leaving no room open for anybody to have any kind of like true questioning because he already said like you can't do that like unless yes. you're agreeing agreeing which that's just weird mm-hmm. like and that's why i was like yeah. i told my husband all along i'm like to me it feels very cultish like i said you have to plant the people in the audience to elicit the responses that they want. Mm -hmm. It's not organic. I'm like, and you have to clap like a seal when they want you to, they want Mm -hmm. you to repeat certain words that he says during his sermon. And he'll be like, say, so that. Right. And he wants everybody to repeat those words. And it was almost like chanting things to me. And we're like, like at a rap concert and they're like, tell me what it is. Tell me what it is. <laughs> it was, it was very that's uncomfortable. That's weird. Like, mm-hmm. why would you want to be having repetition come back to you? Like, that's almost just like edification of yourself. That is exactly my point. And that's mm-hmm. why I brought up ed- edification earlier because with this and with the things that he does, and he's always saying like, you can't get into heaven unless you follow what I tell you to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, 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 no. Sounds and like I was Mormons. like, <laughs> we're the Catholics. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is <laughs> like not, yeah, this is not. That's not me. biblical. And, no. and I'm well, very happy that my husband got his discernment. So now that we can move it on. It can feel comfortable together. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Even if you go somewhere and you don't feel at home, um, you don't feel at peace, there's something like nagging or gnawing at your, you know, insides, basically, like making you uncomfortable. That's probably not the right place for you to be. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, Heidi, you had mentioned that you don't go to Mm-mm. church, like to a church building. Mm-mm. Right. Uh, yeah. And I know, Janet, now you're on the hunt again. For- yes, again. Yeah. 
So hard. I agree with you guys in the sense of like God can be found anywhere. Right. Totally agree. Mm-hmm. The part where I struggle is like never having, I'm not going to call it a church, a group of cr- biblically sound Christians, whether mm-hmm. or not you all it, go to a building or not, but at least right. that you know on a regular basis who right. can hold you accountable. Right. Right. So, because I feel like that's the piece where you can say you're a Christian and you can read the Bible and you can honestly do the best you can do. But if mm-hmm. you don't have someone that will be like, no, you're sinning, mm-hmm. that's where we can fall. <clears throat> right. And so churches can provide that, but they aren't the only way to do it. But right. even if you go to church... Are there people that are strong enough in their faith that they will people, call you out? I don't think people act like that too. Like in Mormon church, like so many people were like, I'm perfect and this is me on Sunday. And then they do whatever in the dark, you know, mm-hmm. and most people are on their best behavior in church. And mm-hmm. my big thing about church here is just because there's so many um, Mormon churches, there's not a lot to choose from on Christian churches here. Mm-hmm. But I would love to find a church home. I think they are good to like worship together. Everything, all that stuff is really good. But I also feel like in Utah, we're really stunted because we don't have, we don't have a ton of options and not that I've checked every single one, but it hasn't felt like, oh, this is your place or blah, blah. But I also know like, it's so important for my, my kids, you know, like I want them to know Hey, you have some friends in God, like these people believe like you, especially here because they don't, people don't believe like us here, you know, well, to so. normalize it of sorts. Right. Because mm-hmm. if everyone that she knows or he knows, everyone, yeah, you know, Mormon or, you know, they believe in the purple spaghetti monster, yeah. like mm-hmm. you need someone that goes, no, like we also believe in the Bible. We also yes. say a prayer before we eat. We mm-hmm. also like do these things. Um, right. I think it's hard for them. Yeah. 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 It is hard for them because especially where, okay, so the Mormon church doesn't believe in the Trinity. So literally my daughter got in an argument with her friend the other day. And I always tell them, don't talk, don't talk about religion, church or whatever. Like, but they weren't, they were talking about God, which I've always said like, oh, well, God, you know, whatever. And so she came home and she said, that was so stupid. We had a fight. And I said, what did you have a fight about? She's nine. And she said, I told them that Jesus created the world and because Jesus is God and, and they're the same person. And she's like telling them, and they were like, no, Jesus isn't God because they don't believe in the Trinity. They believe that Jesus is Jesus and God is God and Mm -hmm. God is the father and Jesus is the son and the Holy spirit is somebody totally different too. Right. So, and I guess they got into it and I, and then my husband was like explaining about in the Bible that it says, you know, and God became flesh and came down. And, but then I said, but also don't go tell your friend that like they, they believe what they believe and mm-hmm. you're not to correct her beliefs because that will make mm-hmm. a fight with this parent or whatever. Right. And, and she just, she didn't understand, but I understand that she feels kind of on her own Island probably mm-hmm. <laughs> like a lot of the time, you know? Right. And I just, I, she does know like her one friend is Catholic and they believe, you know, sort of more similar. So that's nice. But 
I mean, I do see it. I see. And it's hard. It's a struggle here. It's a struggle. Mm -hmm. Like you almost don't want to say it. Like I know when I was younger, like I couldn't date anybody that wasn't Mormon. I couldn't like play with people that weren't Mormon. Like it's very cultish and, and that's just how they're known to be. But it's well, also like 90% of this state. I, so. I, I was raised Roman Catholic and um, I was taught that basically the Christians who basically anyone who wasn't Catholic, not so much the Lutherans, the Lutherans like were kind of okay, but like everyone else was going to hell and the people who <laughs> yeah. did like, you know, the hands up worship music mm -hmm. were going to hell and like th they didn't pray to Mary. So they were going to hell and like mm -hmm. everyone was going to hell except for the Catholics. Mm -hmm. You're like, They're Maybe all on a train. Yeah. Well, and, like, and isn't it interesting how multiple religious factions sects whatever you want to call them will do the same thing and they will instill in you that everybody else is bad outside yeah. of your practicing group yeah. um and again that is judgment you are casting judgment upon you know people who sing people who speak in tongues even though that's biblical you know the whole nine yards mm -hmm. but Almost every religion does that mm -hmm. where they, and it, it's kind Their of, it's exactly, it's actually exactly the same um, as, again, disillusionments in modern day society where you have to praise one group and this group is great. And then the other groups you absolutely have to crap on them because they're not this high on when the same level. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, cause people have argued, well, <clears throat> if you just believe in the Bible, you know, it doesn't matter what version of Christianity you are. Right. As long as you believe in Jesus, you're going to heaven. And I'm like, mm, I don't know how not like, true. Well, mm -hmm. not, that, that's not quite true. Right. And people are like, well, if Christianity was so good, or Christianity is the right religion. Mm -hmm. uh, why are there so many different versions of it? Well, for me, like, that's a simple answer. Jesus was tempted in the desert by Satan, who used the Bible against him, but Satan took it out of context. What right. do you think, like, all of these other things are doing? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, that's... Well, I think so much of it was, um, for me, when I look at religion... I see so many similarities in things. And I'm like, I think a lot of this was distorted with the Tower of Babel. Like mm -hmm. at that point, I don't think the only thing that changed was their language. I think with right. the reading, the writings, all of it probably changed at the same time. So we have no idea what correlates and what doesn't, you mm -hmm. know, like maybe that is literally their Bible story. And then it got changed to that name or whatever, you know, right. my son, my stepson and me have had this conversation. Like, do you see these, you know, similarities with this or that? And I'm like, well, for sure, you know, so we'll never know. We'll never know. I watched this series. I think there's like four parts of it now. It's on YouTube. Um, it's not like the most, it's not like it's a professional video that's put together. Right. So you have to like watch it for the content. Mm -hmm. Okay. But it was a, it's by a guy named Spencer Smith, who's a preacher. And it's called the third Adam series. And it talks exactly about that, how, 
Um, Cause people are like, Oh, well, you know, the Bible was just co-opted by all of these older religions. And this series goes into showing how that's not the case and how there was the one example that pops out is, um, especially in Catholicism, the Madonna and child or the Virgin Mary and Jesus. And it's very, uh, it, it, it's very sacred in Catholic faith. And he goes into talking about how that's Ishtar and um, all of these different, and I think Tammuz was the son. And so mm -hmm. comparing all of these different things that Christians believe in showing how and why Christianity is correct and how actually all of these quote unquote older religions had co-opted Christianity mm -hmm. and why that happened. Mm -hmm. So the third Adam series by Spencer Smith. Okay. That's well, and think about it in this aspect too. We are all created unique and very different. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the factions um, that happen even within denominations, there are multiple different factions of Pentecostal or Lutheran or Catholic or whatever you want to say is because their interpretation of scripture is mm -hmm. very different from interpretation of scripture of what you or I would get. And that's how you have all these different offshoots in the same religion, because their beliefs are a little bit tweaked from mm -hmm. what the, from what the main group was. And so they just continue to expand and expand and expand. And one of the things that's going to rapidly increase, I think, um, is the new agey churches mm -hmm. um, and how they're corrupting biblical text with spiritual speak, mm -hmm. um, which are very, very different. And so it's going to be like a removal of God mm -hmm. replaced with, you know, someone so's oh, interpretation, whatever name of whatever mm -hmm. being you think should be at the top. And I think we're going to see a lot of that because uh, God talks about that in the Bible. Mm -hmm. So, well, Ellie, you not biblical. It's not you can't, mm -hmm. you know, correct. So, Ellie, you brought up a, a very good um, like quote mm -hmm. or saying um, that kind of goes along with everything we have been talking about. Do you remember what the quote was? Or do you want me to read it? Uh, compromise is the currency of corruption and evil. Mm -hmm. And I and? heard that on a podcast and I was like, I literally had to pause it and I was like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And because if you think about all of the things that people are... Um, that we're upset about right now in the world that things have gone too far. So I'm going to pick on the alphabet soup, LGBT alphabet mm -hmm. soup people. So it started as a compromise that mm -hmm. people of the same sex could legally get married. Mm -hmm. And then it became the churches needed to recognize it. That was the next compromise. Mm -hmm. And then it became, well, it's not just uh, gay. The and bakers, lesbians. the bakers have to accept it, right? Well, and then, but it wasn't just gays and lesbians anymore. Then it was—I don't even know the difference between 
a lesbian and a gay and a queer. Like, I don't even know. But then there was that. Right. And then it was trans. And you need mm -hmm. to accept the trans. <laughs> and then it wasn't just the adult trans. It was the kids. The kids. And then you needed to accept that you didn't have any identity. And then it was mm -hmm. you need to accept that your kid could be a cat. And you should have mm -hmm. a litter box. And, like, and then it and was... Well, but then it went so far as boys needed tampons in their bathroom. Like, mm -hmm. so we kept having these compromises. And that's just one example. And everyone's like, how did we get here? And I'm like, because we allowed gay marriage. And someone's going to get really mad at me for that. And I'm totally okay with people being mad at me. But, but, <laughs> but it is true. And based, based on that quote, that is why today's show title is so uh, perfect. Um. Devilish devilish disillusions because compromise is the currency of corruption and evil by being weak and not holding boundaries or people accountable at work, at home, at church, government, whatever is how we end up with all of these different agendas because ladies and gentlemen, pride is the original sin mm. in the Bible. 100%. What, what does that group call themselves now pride and and mm -hmm. what is a very common pronoun pronoun now it's not just he and she it's now a they they uh-huh which is a perversion Bible. a complete and total perversion mm -hmm. of god making man and woman um and the fact that they are not only putting it in churches, it's in every business, it's in the government, it is in the schools, it is literally everywhere because they're banking on putting enough pressure on all of the human beings that you compromise your morals, your values, and your belief in God to accept that this is okay. And once you accept that into your soul, then you are no longer connected to God by any means. So I, I saw this thing or I read it. I don't know which one. Um, and I'm not hundred percent sure how I feel about it, So I'm going to throw it out there. The reason that they use the, they, them pronouns is the only they in the Bible is the Trinity. Cause they are truly three in one. Mm -hmm. Any other they that like, any human, okay, maybe that's a better way to say it. Any human who claims to be they is then purporting to be God because there mm -hmm. should only be one thing. Correct. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, it's also used for demons because mm -hmm. they are sure. legion. And so that's sure. kind of right. scary to me because, and, uh, you know, we've, we've struggled with this one because we do have a daughter that's gay. And so mm -hmm. we've had to really struggle with it. And she's- My niece is- yeah, we, she's mm -hmm. old enough to make her decisions. She knows, she knows the Bible. She knows right from wrong. She knows everything. But here's the thing we specifically told her, look, whatever you decide what your sin is, your sin is no different than ours. But I think that you should really educate yourself on this whole situation, but do not get mm -hmm. involved in any, any groups. Group. We are mm -hmm. very against the pride movement. I'm mm -hmm. not against a person or their sin. Correct. I am against Correct. that they are making it this big, huge monster that you can't fight. Like it's Correct. like, it's impossible. 
Well, and that's, that's what I want people to understand because they're probably going to very much misconstrue what I Mm -hmm. just said a moment ago, but you are a hundred percent right. You hit the nail on the head because it is not the individuals pushing you to change your bathroom, allow sex offenders in the same bathroom with you, you know, whatever, all of this other stuff is not an individual Mm-mm. individuals can still be saved. Yes. Um, individuals can still repent of their sin. It is this monstrosity of a group it really is. that wants you to know that you are not okay. If you are not part of their group, you and, are and not a normal group. person. If yeah. you are, if you are a straight man or a straight woman, you are not accepted in society. That is exactly what they're telling you. Well, and it's not just the straightness. It's It goes with all the groups. It goes with mm-hmm. color. It goes anything that they can use to divide us, they will use. Correct. And that goes to politics. That goes to groups. I mean, they are mm-hmm. making it so separatist. They have gone into like, oh, everybody was inclusive, but we're not. No mm-hmm. one's inclusive anymore. You Correct. can't be included. If you're a gay person, you're going to be a little more accepted into a situation than my straight white son. Okay. Mm-hmm. He, he, he didn't do anything to choose that. Like that's who he is. Mm-hmm. That's who he came out and is. Why are you demonizing him for, for nothing? Mm-hmm. You know, he, and he feels it. He feels it at school. He feels it, you know? And so a lot of times I feel like sometimes the kids are led into that because they if you aren't identifying as that, then maybe I'm not special because I'm a straight white girl, you know, right. or and a it, straight white it becomes, like, If everyone is special, no one is special, first of all. Yes, but absolutely. They, yeah. The other thing, too, is maybe six months ago-ish, something like that, um, our church had hosted like a, well, a women's event, and I took my stepdaughter to it, and three there were three video testimonials from three women. And one of them was this woman who was going to our church. She was a lesbian. She was married. And she really actually started reading the Bible, got convicted to the point that she felt like she had to leave her wife because she realized she was sinning. And um, my stepdaughter heard this. And the best way I can describe her two households are Trump and Hillary Clinton. And uh, she heard this and did not understand and it proceeded to be an issue with the mom because our church does not have an LGBT alphabet soup person on their board. Mm-hmm. And recently, and mind you, she's 10 and a half. So like, if I want to give perspective, we're talking just started Young. fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, and she goes, she, she tells me one day and I guess she had told her dad and like, I knew, but she didn't know that I had known. She said she was pansexual and something else. And I was like, what does that mean to you? Because right. I know what that means, like as an adult, but as a 10 year old, like, what does that mean to what, you? What do you think that is? Yeah. Right. She's like, well, it means I like boys and I like girls. And I said, okay. And I looked at my husband and I said, you're not going to like me for a minute. And he goes, he, whenever I say that, he just cover your ears, honey. <laughs> and I look at this little girl and I go, Are you having sex? And she goes, well, No. I said, 
are you is, is a is a boy's being penis going in your vagina are you getting naked with so and i got like not graphic pornographic but like anatomically correct like are right. you having sex well no then honey you can't be pansexual because you're not having sex there's in mm -hmm. it's in the work you're mm -hmm. actually asexual right uh, and at this point and you're as and you she should was be like i'm so confused and we said that's the problem mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they're not letting them develop to a no. point where they can actually make that decision. And I do feel like some people truly are gay. I do feel like some people truly are whatever right. they are. But right. some of this stuff is insane, first of all, like the people mm -hmm. that want to marry cars and whatever. And or or know. kids identifying as a cat so they yeah. can demand exactly. that I put a litter box in my class. Right. But this didn't but, exist even 10 years ago. Like, can no. we all acknowledge and, that? Correct. And it Correct. became popular. Why? Because if they can't exterminate us one way, they're going to try to exterminate right. us another. That's what this is. And you I know, remember, go ahead. I remember her, my stepdaughter coming home last February and February's black pride, whatever month. Oh, yeah. And mm -hmm. the, her teacher in school was going on about black lives matter and all this other stuff. And I picked her up and she goes, I'm ashamed to be white. Yeah, that's what and they I make wanted to go and strangle this teacher because right. I'm like, what are you doing to these children? She, she can't help what she is no more than they could help being black in the 50s. Well, like, and that's on. that's yeah. the thing, because, again, disillusionment or the placement by the devil that you are not acceptable the way that you are, the way that you are created. You have yes. to be made to feel like you're not so you can change everything about the way that you were created to be something that you're not. And so with the devil being the great deceiver, mm -hmm. that is why all of these things are coming about. And they're so easy to break people's psyche to make you believe that you have to fit into whatever whatever group uh, they they mm -hmm. put forth at that particular time you have to identify with that you can't identify with your with what your true self is mm -hmm. but and they don't even know what their true self is yet they're right. too little mm -hmm. yeah but, and i think a lot of these people the reason that they don't they can't find their identity in christ because mm -hmm. they're going to find it somewhere else right and for me i'm like the root of it for, I think, I'm going to dare to say everyone, very rarely do I make blanket statements, um, is they don't want to give up their sin. Mm -hmm. So if their sin is the pride movement, well, that's mm -hmm. because in the pride movement, you can do whatever. You can be whatever. Right. You can sometimes do drugs. You can sleep with whoever. There's no accountability. Mm -hmm. There's mm -hmm. no repercussions for anything because it's free love it is the mm -hmm. hippie movement of the 60s on steroids mm -hmm. oh on so many steroids and it and, is it is with the, birth control pills uh, uh not pill, birth with baby killing pills like right they don't have to have like i talk to the girls and i'm like hey this whole plan b thing is is a plan b for a reason what was your plan a hello and right. they're like oh well i'll just get a plan b and i'm like no you need to right. have plan a like right. what's what's wrong with you people like come on this was used to be a consequence a natural consequence 
is mm -hmm. you could get pregnant if you were just doing whatever and you mm -hmm. weren't married. Okay. Well then what now there's not babies involved because they don't see them. No. They're not a baby to them. So right. I'm like, you gotta be careful with this stuff because someday you're going to really regret all these soul ties you're making. Mm -hmm. You know, this isn't just about babies and STDs. This is about you're, you're going to take on whatever, Whenever you're with someone on that intimate level, you're taking on pieces mm -hmm. and exchanging information there. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that DNA kind of swapping. Thing, yeah. DNA swaps. <laughs> and that kind of thing is a dangerous on a whole nother level now with, with the shots mm -hmm. and B it's, it's dangerous to your brain. Like right. you have no clue what you're doing to yourself right now. Right. And they well, never get a chance. You there's know? a reason that <laughs> People used to court and not date because when right. you date, you can be left alone. You can, and I'm not saying like go super prude and never hold hands or like even hug. Like that's not what I'm trying to say, but it's also a fact that when you hug someone, when you kiss someone, when you have sex with someone, mm -hmm. hormones are released in your body that bond you to that person. Mm -hmm. There's a reason we're supposed to wait. There's right. like, I wish I had waited like all of these things, but that is so, uh, countercultural. It's so taboo mm -hmm. now to even be like, you should wait for your husband or your wife. Well, and the, and the thing is, and you hit the nail on the head, people don't want to give up their sin. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we are so conditioned that instead of searching to fill yourself, your body with the Holy spirit, um, which will completely fill you up. We are taught that we have to seek acceptance and love outside of us, outside of ourselves, through other people, through other means. That's why people get addicted to drugs. People get addicted to alcohol. People are sex addicts, porn addicts, whatever, because they're looking for anything and everything that they can to fulfill that void within ourselves, right? Or people go through a series of really terrible relationships one right after the other because they're looking for somebody to fill that missing piece inside of us. And so especially when you have um, like nowadays where if you just go out and have meaningless casual sex with 600 different people, in a month that's supposed to be the new norm and acceptable when that is very counterthetical to the bible because you are supposed to have one person that you are bonded to where you become one person together it's not meant for us to be highly promiscuous no and that's why like divorce is supposed to hurt like mm -hmm. like all of these things like and i'm not saying that there aren't cases where you shouldn't get divorced actually i think we've all been divorced on this show like mm -hmm. so like i, I want to make that clear like, i'm not saying that you should never get divorced like you know abuse and things like that like that's not what i'm right. saying but it's also it's not supposed to be easy that's why breakups suck mm -hmm. because we give all of ourselves like we're in a marriage yeah. and then we're broken hearted and it's like, why does it hurt so much? Because we did something we weren't because, supposed to. And because half of mm -hmm. you, 
because you're bonded as one person now. And so yep. when you split, that other half of you is gone. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, and you're, the people are so easy to make these ties now. Like I see much more serious relationships as younger kids than I think we had as kids. Like they don't mm -hmm. date. I kept asking my son why he's 15, almost 16. I said, why don't you date very much? You know, you're not dating. You're not out taking girls out or whatever. And he said, we don't do that unless it's serious. And then once it's serious, like then you go date. And I'm like, that's dumb. You don't know the person. Then you're in mm -hmm. a serious something, whatever you think is serious. And mm -hmm. now you're stuck with this person and then you're going to go spend money. And he's like, well, that's how they do it. And I'm like, that's, that's a horrible idea. The whole point of dating is to see if you like this person. You right. Know? And to, and to see saying, what's in their heart and not, yeah. Not just surface level. You need to know mm -hmm. the deeper meaning of that person's beliefs. Like, what are they values. really about? Yeah, exactly. what are you really about? Is he saying, Heidi, like, there's, like, group dates and that's how they get to know someone? No, or they just, everything is online. Either they are talking and that's what they call it. That's literally what they call, like, now going steady is is not a thing. It's either you're talking, which means they're talking on the phone. Everything's electronic. Everything's phone. Everything's FaceTime. Everything's whatever, whatever. Or they're serious. There's only two things. And I'm like, how do you go from talking to serious if you don't really spend time with someone? And you, you, need to, you need to see anybody's that. You yeah. need to see that person's facial expressions yeah. and emotions. And you need to be in that same that same six foot radius and space yes. of that person to be able to 100%. know if you have that connection or not. You're not going to know if you have a true genuine spark unless you are face to face with that person. Well, and do some things together, like go out and get an ice cream or go out and go to the movies. Like there's none of that anymore. I do not see that anymore. He's like, that's so weird. You're so weird. And I'm like, no, that's weird. You guys are weird. Like, what are you talking about? Don't call me weird. Yeah, I'm like, like you weirdo. Yeah. So from a uh, nefarious, higher world, like new world order thing, honestly, mm -hmm. not that I agree with this. I guess I need to preface mm -hmm. this. It's kind of genius because mm -hmm, right. then you're less likely to get married. Their right. birth rate's already plummeting. Right. A mm -hmm. lot of males are very feminine mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. testosterone is plummeting like right. and that means there's no really a nuclear family mm -hmm, you can have mm -hmm. more people in separate places right yep. like, you can tax them more because they're they're not considered married mm -hmm. they're not married like it's automatically two separate things if they're yep. not married the woman can live off the system like it's genius in a really evil way well, yeah. and think about like all the movies, um, like Demolition Man or whatever, where where they don't literally have sexual contact or physical contact. Yeah, yeah. They put on a VR headset. Oh, yeah. That one show too, uh, Ready Player One, same mm -hmm. thing. And so uh -huh. that's, that's, that's where our society is going as soon as they got everybody hooked on tech. It's like mm -hmm. you don't have to have a conversation. Mm -mm face-to-face -face, just call them on your cell phone or, or just, the porn yeah just like facetime them on your ipad or whatever like you never have to have 
in-person contact. They do like video, yeah, video porn or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, it's safer. Oh, this is better, whatever. And the kids get it so early. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this is why I refuse to get my daughter. I did with the boys, my son and and his daughter both had cell phones because they were from split families and we wanted to like communicate with them. Mm-hmm. But like with our daughter that we have together, I'm like, absolutely not. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. Like not until way later. If, know? if for some reason you do want to get your kiddo a cell phone, Gab is a, it's like, it looks like a smartphone, um, but like has no internet access. Um, that's what my stepdaughter has. Okay. I can recommend Gab. And then there's also a phone called Pinwheel that mm-hmm. can more grow with them so like you can allow certain apps as they get older not affiliated um, with either one but like if right. you're looking for something like that for your kiddo gab and pinwheel are the ones that i know of that okay uh, that has, are safer like, monitoring and like you can choose who you who they can send video message or like pictures to and things like that mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's like, nice to try and, and like well, you and some of the things like, that they do with the pictures i'm like mm-hmm. he told me something about somebody at school and everybody saw this and that because she sent this or he sent that and i've really ingrained my son i'm like this can be called child porn so you cannot do that like you cannot be involved in this and he's like i know but everybody does and it and i'm like well wasn't mm-hmm. she weren't they just dying weren't they like so humiliated and he's like, no, everybody does it. Everybody's seen everybody's crotch basically now. Like mm-hmm. I, I was so thrown. I was like, what? And so he's like, yeah, it's fine. That embarrassment factor now that things that like we wouldn't normally do in public. No. People are doing it and posting it on social media because that's mm-hmm. how they become an influencer. That's how Ed- they become money. That's how they get likes. Like normalizing they- debaucherous behavior. But that it's wild to me. Even he said some stuff isn't even sexual. You're making it weird. Like sometimes we're just talking like guys in a group and then somebody will ask, is this normal or that normal? I'm like, that's stuff you go to your parents for. What is happening? And he's like, no way. I wouldn't go to my parents for that. That's weird. And I'm like, well, it's a lot safer than putting it on a telephone. I know that, you know. I'm like, are you crazy? I mean, he's not, but like, he's been involved in this where he's like, guess what happened today? And I'm like, whoa. And then it's no big deal to him. He's like, thinks I'm like so silly for thinking this is so insane. And I'm like, what? I've heard parents in the, like every day I get more and more on board with this. I want to go live in the middle of nowhere, but their parents mainly of like kids five and younger who have been like, oh my gosh, you're seeing all this stuff that's happening. And they're like, we're just going to kind of do like arranged marriages for our kids because we're all going to go live in a little group. And yeah, no kidding. Susie and little Johnny grew up and like, <laughs> we'll just kind of know because we'll know the parents and we'll know the family. Mm-hmm. And we know they haven't done any weird stuff. Like yeah, it's terrifying. Um, it's terrifying. Cause even like my daughter with her story, my oldest, we were closer than anything. And then when I met the guy, he seemed great. Like he seems so good and great. And like, no, I mean, my oldest daughter is, is more accepting. My second daughter's really critical of people. And she, she's usually right though. And she's like, I don't like him. And it was like, 
within an hour. And I was like, calm down over there, lady. You don't like anybody. That's what I told her. I said, you don't like anybody. So all of us were like, oh, he's this. He's a pilot. Oh, blah, blah, blah. So great. So great. No, not so great. No. You know, after three times of meeting him, he took my daughter away and we never saw her again, ever again. And it's been four years and she has a baby. Like, and so now I'm like, yeah, you, I, and I get it with those parents. Like I get it. Like I get wanting to go somewhere and like, mm -hmm. <laughs> know exactly what's going to come at you because it's terrifying. I don't know terrifying. if it's true, but I've heard if you get like 150 people together, you can create your own city and your own laws. <laughs> I Listen, know. <laughs> I'm down. Like I'm, I'm about at this level. <laughs> I'm always like, this is just so much. I mean, like they want us to try and raise good human beings in this. And, and I'm like, this is so difficult. You know, you try not that some things aren't good, but like, you don't want them to have dangerous things coming towards them, you know? And it just seems like it's one thing after another constantly. But so since, I've they've no since they've normalized like all of this behavior, right? And this yep. is what kids are expected to act like and do, which again is counterthetical to biblical teachings. As a parent, it makes it even that much more important for you to guide them. And trust me when I say they are going to fight back against you oh, for trying yeah. to instill in them values on the way things are supposed to be. Mm -hmm. I, well, I'm they sure think you heard the, I'm pretty sure it's a Bible verse, but, you know, uh, basically the, the idea of like raising children the time or raising children to be dragon sl slayers or raising a children for a time such as this, like you were meant to. And like that kind of resonated with me, but I was also like, yeah, but then I heard this, uh, someone had posted this and it's not from the Bible. However, it hits me hard every time I think about it. And every time I'm going through a tough moment, this is what I tell myself. You can't protect your child or yourself from their testimony. And I was like, the first time I heard it, I was like, I really don't like that. And I don't like it because it's true. So, right. Right. It's mm -hmm. hard because at one, some point you do have to breathe and let go. And sometimes they're going mm -hmm. like, and, and honestly, like it's been really sad for my daughter. Cause like the youngest one, she's little still, she's not even 10 and she was on YouTube and she came to me hysterical. And she's like, I like a girl, but I didn't know it was a girl. I thought it was a boy. It looks like a boy. I thought this was a boy. Like I, and she's like having a breakdown over this. And I'm like, I know. It's hard sometimes to tell, mm -hmm. but I know that it's okay. You know, just, it's okay. I know you like boys. You thought that was a boy. Like she knows our other daughter's gay. Like, I mean, we, there's no hiding th certain things, you know? Right. And so she said, but I'm not, I'm not gay. I think she's got a weird thing about it now because that situation she's like, I, but I like boys. I'm like, no, I, I know, honey, like it's mm -hmm. fine. You know, you're, you didn't do anything wrong. And so now you're fighting against not only that, but like Ellie said before confusion, it's mm -hmm. constant confusion. Just like your daughter thought that was pansexual, which isn't pansexual. That's actually mm -hmm. bisexual, but not any of it's sexual at all. She's asexual. So like, right. You, you have to like go and you, you don't want to have these conversations because all yeah. of it's crap. It's yes. bull crap. Anyway, it's, it's like, 
I get that sometimes boys like boys and girls like girls, but the rest of it's pretty abnormal. I mean, the rest right. of it's up on par with like bestiality in some points, you know, right. like, right. yeah, it's crazy to me. I, I, and I'm not, I'm not having that conversation with a 10 year old and I don't want anybody else to either, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. So. And you certainly don't want teachers at school to no. uh, take over that. <laughs> and they're so parental roles. Goes back to that big old confusion. Like, I get why she's confused. I get why they're all confused. I get it. And let alone whatever they're putting in, you know, the food and the water and the, and that's a whole nother thing, you know, yeah. like you don't even know. So it's, yeah. it's a really strange time. I think we just have to really pray all the time and do our best. But even then, sometimes it's not not what we think it should be. Like, I do not think my daughter should be alienating her whole family because her husband said it's leave and cleave and she never talked to anyone again. Like mm -hmm. that's pretty not okay with me, you know, but mm -hmm. he used that Bible on her. And so mm -hmm. it worked. <laughs> right. And, and now he doesn't have to worry about her flying out here halfway across the country. Cause that was probably the whole point, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know. It's How a control you mechanism. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. because the flights are free for him. So mm -hmm. it's not about money, you know. No, but it's about it's about control and keeping her in that very small acceptable bubble. Mm -hmm. Yep. Where there's no outside interference. The only interaction can be with him. And his family and his people and his who stuff. he deems yep. who he deems okay. Worthy. Because yep. he flat told my mom after the last conversation when lightning struck her house, right in the middle of us talking about this situation, lightning struck her house. Like that would wake me up, but I guess it's not going to wake them up. Mm -hmm. But anyway, whatever. All I said to her was, I loved her. I would always love her. I would always be here. And the baby was beautiful. And I hope that they were all okay. And, so, and then he completely freaked out about that. And I'm like, how do you completely freak out when that wasn't, I didn't say anything bad, you know, but he doesn't want her to know there's another way. Like, right. oh, you are still loved. You right. do still have family. You do still have people that 100% love you, you know, mm -hmm. but that's just the way it is. I mean, I have to wait till God intervenes on that one because I, I feel so tied on that, you know, like, what do you do with it? Well, and you know, there's a... um a Bible verse that's very perfect for that. It's from Romans five. And it talks about, we glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character and character, hope and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy spirit who has been given to us. And so a lot of people who are going through, uh, struggles, suffering, um, stuff like that. Even when you fully accept uh, God into your life, it doesn't mean you won't have storms or struggles. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It just means that you will definitely be able to weather them and come out the other side a stronger person. Mm -hmm. And so okay. I think a lot of people don't think about that as well. Uh, mm -hmm. They think that, you know, once you're, once you're saved and you accept God, that like everything will be sunshine and rainbows and unicorns mm -hmm. flying out your butt. That's not nope. true. Nope. Yeah. 
Not true at all. That is the time that you will go through probably more struggles than you've ever experienced. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, because it is a not only a testament to your faith, um, but a testament like that quote says from the Bible, but also your perseverance. Like, how are you going to weather this? Are you going to weather this? Are you going to give up your faith because mm -hmm. things got difficult or hard? So yeah. are you going to let Satan win? Yeah. Right. No, <laughs> no, no, you're not. No, I'm not. That, yeah. I didn't have to pause on that one. <laughs> I always go back to Job. I always think of Job because he lost. And I always tell myself in that particular situation with my daughter, he lost all of his children in one day, not just mm -hmm. one. And I didn't lose all of my children, you know? And right. so I find myself lucky. I've got a fly that's going to be irritating. I, know. I keep seeing one here too. So I'm like, we all have allergies uh, and flies. And flies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I keep thinking to myself, like, well, at least even though he was, you know, they always talk about, oh, well, he was restored. But honestly, he probably still suffered the rest of his life because you cannot replace a child with another child. Right that mm -hmm. child is always different. And so mm -hmm. they don't ever talk about that part, but as mothers, we kind of get that. Like mm -hmm. right. those children were gone and yes, he'll be reunited with them one day, but like he still mm -hmm. lost them for now, you know? So I just have to wait like, and it, and it's always like, do you, do you not wait? Do you show up and be a crazy person? Do you like just go to their house and be like, get arrested? Like, what do you do with that? Like, people are like, oh yeah, if I were you, I would just fly right out there. I'm like, would you though? Like, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, if that's a freaking tightrope there, you know? Well, yeah, because then you would have a police record and then he'd be like, see, see, yeah. she's and crazy. use that, use that against yeah. you as well. And so while I, I'm going to preface this with, I absolutely think you have every reason to go out there. Right the way I can see him spinning it is something that I mm -hmm. mentioned earlier that mm -hmm. they're married. You're supposed to basically stay out of their yep. marriage. Yep. And not that I agree with him in that case, but yep. that's what I find a lot of people who claim to be Christian, who aren't really Christian. That's what they do. They're just like Satan. Mm -hmm. They twist, they take a Bible verse and they Correct. twist it. And he used yep. it on her. And I get that it worked. She was in a vulnerable state when he met her. She was, you know, already coming out of like a rape. Like she was already in a bad situation. She mentally, like mentally, she wasn't okay. I think he saw that. I think he's a predator. Right. I think she was his prey. She feels very protected and loved by him. He makes her feel that way. He builds this little dollhouse and puts my little doll in there. And I feel like someday that's going to get tiresome. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know that we can live that way forever, but if she chooses, like he can't keep her from me forever because she, God gave her to me and she is mine and mm -hmm. what we have, we will have in the end. So mm -hmm. even if he keeps her from me all the days of my life, which he has told everyone that I am dead to them and I will never see her again. Um, and I don't know how you do that to somebody because I know how close we were and you mm -hmm. are hurting her. And if you really loved her, you wouldn't do that to her. That's not mm -hmm. okay, you know, but like I said, there's only so much feet I'm willing to step on because I already, I already threw that fit in the first. I mean, I'm a very strong personality and I already did the whole, I can't believe this. I can't believe you. What are you doing? Like really sassy mouth because I just assumed my daughter would back me and she did not, you mm -hmm. know, so 
you got to step back and say, okay, well that, that definitely didn't, that backfired, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you get angry. You go through all those same stages of grief yep. that I went right. through with Absolutely. My, my brother. And honestly, I think it was easier. And me and my mom talk about that. And she's like, yeah, I couldn't, I, yours is harder because at least I know he didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. He's just gone. You know, she has a choice. Maybe it's a hard choice, but she could come and see her family. I mean, if she chose to, Mm -hmm. and I get that he probably makes that difficult. I don't really know. I don't know their life. Maybe she just doesn't want to, who knows, Mm -hmm. you know, she says I'm this toxic, horrible person now, but I find it hilarious since that was never the way before, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's been ingrained to her and, and that's like, um, it's so easy for, for people for their emotions um, to be manipulated and twisted uh, into molding somebody into something that they're not or thoughts into things that they don't normally pursue. That you would accept, yeah, Mm -hmm. or or accept. And and guess who he used to help him do it? His friend, the pastor, was the one that helped her Mm -hmm. psychologically with her psychological counseling. And Mm -hmm. all I kept saying as a psych nurse was, is this person even licensed to do what you're doing with them? Mm-hmm. And then it became, I was the problem and I am the problem and da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. And that's all it is. Like you're being intrusive. You're saying he's not a good person. You don't know him. No, mm-hmm. all those things are true. But also I don't think that somebody that's already vulnerable should be counseled by anyone except a licensed professional because of that you know, and then you can go to your pastor after the fact, because if she's really at that point in her mind, like she wasn't well, you know, and so it's easy to manipulate. I mean, it was a friend. Even so, sometimes though, with, with oh, licensed they, professionals, yeah, they do it too. Yeah. Um, the manipulation uh, that yeah. goes on is, is staggering and it is. One thing, you know, we're talking about like the devil interfering basically and, and changing your, your mindset, uh, right? It is so important for anybody and everybody that is struggling with literally anything, whether Mm -hmm. it's anxiety, uh, depression, uh, alcoholism, drug addiction, whatever it is. You have to get your mind right first before you can expect anything else to change in your life. Because if you're still, like Ellie talked about earlier, people not wanting to give up their sin, Mm -hmm. if you are an addict and you refuse to give up that addiction, but you're, you're upset because your life is not improving, it is not changing yeah. You've got to change your mind first because nothing else will matter if you don't. Well, it's oh. like going to war without a gun. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like, mm-hmm. why would you do that with a whole army of people with guns? So, mm-hmm. yeah. The realization I had, Janet, as you were saying that is <clears throat> a lot of people, uh, the, the woke, I guess, are very big on this whole victim mentality. Mm-hmm. And if you give up your victim mentality, then who mm-hmm. are you? Right. Mm-hmm. You're nothing without that victim I- identity, right? Because the, the devil told you so. 
uh, the powers that be told you so that you always have to be a, a victim or you're just a faceless, nameless, nothing. Well, then it makes it also easy for them to control you because how could she ever come back to me? Cause I'm a horrible, narcissistic, terrible parent that apparently abused her. So how would she ever have me come back around? And then mm -hmm. who meets me or whatever is like, oh no, she's fine. She seems normal. Oh, blah, blah, blah. And then how do you rationalize that in your mind? If you've used that as your crutch, like it could be anything, but in mm -hmm. this particular situation, right. If, right. if you use that as your crutch to cover up whatever you're doing to make yourself feel better about what you're doing, then right. you're always going to use that. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter a substance or a person mm -hmm. or your past. I could use my past every day of the week. My mm -hmm. past is horrific. I've discussed it often. My past, it, it, I have every reason to be on a corner selling my body and snorting crack, like every reason. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I don't. Why? Because I would rather help people out of the situation that I myself overcame. Why would I want to go backward? Like why would right. I want live in that mess. That mess wasn't me. You well, know? and that's the thing is that you can use your testimony of your life and your story and what happened with you to be able to affect change and make change um, or even plant the seed of change for somebody else. Yes. And I literally think that is our sole purpose in yep. life. Um, it's to basically pay that forward that we came out of mm -hmm. struggles, hard times, whatever, like talking to somebody about coming on the show. And this was a perfect example. And I hear this from people a lot of times when I reach out to have them come on, their response is always, there's nothing interesting about me and about my life. I don't have anything to add. And I will guarantee you mm. every single one of those people that I have talked to on a show has had the most interesting stories about things that have and happened probably in made a life. huge difference. Yeah, probably helped. They people. were always just people who were made to feel that they were nobody. They were nothing special and, you know, conform, conform in the society and the different groups and labels that we put you in or you're nothing special. And that's mm -hmm. not true because everybody has a story. Everybody has things they've been through or experiences that they've had or, you know, whatever the case may be, God made you the way that he made you for a reason mm -hmm. and things happen to you for a reason so mm -hmm. that you can turn around and talk about it. Yep. Yeah. I agree. I totally agree with that. And it's sad that people think just because you were raised some sort of way doesn't mean you don't have anything mm -hmm. to help or share. Even, even my husband, he was not raised any of those sorts of way. He, right. he was loved. He was cared for. His parents are great. I always say beaver cleaver because that everybody can relate to beaver cleaver, but like also he still, he still has abandonment feelings because he mm -hmm. left the church. He still has, I don't fit in because I'm not like you. Right. He still feels like these kind of ways. And sometimes we'll say different things that are more meaningful right. than maybe my huge story that was like, and then blah, 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 and all this big stuff. But sometimes for other people that doesn't relate, you know, mm -hmm. maybe for somebody that 
had a bad, bad story like mine, they can relate. But somebody that's more normal story, maybe will relate much better to his story. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why we all have to, we're supposed to have human connection. Why Mm -hmm. do babies not do well when you stick them in a crib in an orphanage and don't touch them? They, they literally become so strange. I mean, the Unabomber, this happened to the Unabomber. He got hurt and then he had some big, huge thing. I think he got a burn and then his mom couldn't touch him for so many weeks. And it was like almost a couple months. And then he was never the same afterward. He was never the same. They said that he didn't process things as well, even though he was super smart. You know, he was never the same again, his mother said. And that, that goes to show you the damage that it can cause by not interacting with other people. And so many people hole up in their room, play video games, smoke weed and never come out. And I'm like, this is not what God wanted you to do. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it doesn't have its place. I'm not saying that medicinally some things aren't helpful. I'm not saying, I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying this isn't what God probably planned for you. And you probably can't even hear it because you're so involved in whatever you're involved in or you're so damn self-centered that all you care about. And I like to look nice, but by golly, if it comes down to my kids needing me for something or me missing the gym that day, that's just how it's going to be. You know, I'm not going to go and do that. I'm going to take care of the kids that need me because it's just, it's silly to me, but you see these moms now and you're like, okay. You know, like they're just their little extension of themselves that, you know, with their LV purse and their, you know, a lot, whatever it just, and I like to look nice, like I said, but come on, that's not real. Mm -hmm. That's not real. Like if you have to have that because you don't feel important without it, that's ridiculous. If you like it because you like it, then cool, you know, (laughs) but like, if you really sincerely think you are that $3,000 or $5,000 bag, good for you. Like mm-hmm. that's so stupid waste of money to me. I'd rather go somewhere, you know, but if I that could, I could do a lot fun. with the, with that right? money. Do you know mm-hmm. how big of a garden, how many chickens I could have with that money? <laughs> right. <laughs> I was just, there. that's so funny. We think exactly alike. Cause I was sitting there thinking, I wonder how many animals I could buy to put in our farm. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, man, that's like a vacation. That's like, I mean, that's something fun. You know, I could take my mm-hmm. kids here, go do this or whatever. And I'm just like, to me, like I could have a bigger house. Like everyone in our family, they all have nicer houses and they got a pool and they got this and they mm-hmm. got that. And my husband's like, what are we going to do? Like, do you want to upgrade? I'm like, are you insane? No, Mm -hmm. I don't even want to be home except for the grandparent part when we retire. Like Mm -hmm. the grandparent part I'm down for. Like if they need me home to watch kids, but otherwise I don't even want to be home. Why? Let's go explore. Let's go see the world. Let's go do things. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I'm the opposite. I just, I don't like <laughs> my people. son's like that. My son, okay. he's like, I want to crochet and stay home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm a great uh, crocheter. <laughs> there's a, someone I follow online and she's late twenties, early thirties. And she's like, I'm part of the granny gang and just all the, uh, <laughs> the granny things gang. that like the old grandmas do. And I'm like, yes, that is me. Oh, I, and it's funny That's because so funny. like at my age, like the perfect gift is something I can use at home, like a kitchen gadget or something. Mm-hmm. And other people want like, you know, video games or whatever. And I'm just like, nope, anything I can use practical wise around the house. Yeah. 
Yeah, I could get I mean, two freeze so dryers weird. with that kind of money. See, exactly. <laughs> it's so weird to me. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Like I have a nice ish purse, but I don't have a $3,000 purse. That's wild to me. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't need don't anything like that because, uh, frankly, I don't care and I yeah. don't care about vanity and I don't care about what people think, which weird is a beautiful me. segue to end the show because yeah talking about vanity and and selfishness and whatever <laughs> so philippians 2 3 do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit rather in humility value others above yourselves yes so take that three thousand dollars that you would have spent on that purse and pay it forward mm -hmm. to somebody who could really use that money you don't have to give it to a charity but mm -hmm. do something to to pay it forward and be appreciative of the things uh in your world that god gives you just like my eagle today thank you again god yes for doing that because that was beautiful and it meant more to me than any three thousand dollar purse ever could yep so ladies where can people yep. find you at Want to go, go first, ahead, Heidi? Uh, either way, I, I'm at Unfiltered Rise on everything. I'm at um, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Spotify, all the places at Unfiltered Rise Podcast. Miss Ellie, uh, you can find me on Instagram at one thumb L O N E thumb E L. Um, on YouTube by the same name. I'm mainly just doing my Fin Approved Friday videos right now. I did have sixty some episodes on the Speed Bumps podcast. That was mine. And that is, I don't want to say gone forever, but it's put on hold for the foreseeable future. But you can definitely go check that out if you want to. Because, and again, she's working on a much higher calling project. And let me tell you, it's a very important one. So, And I'm just anyway. not ready to talk about it publicly, which is why nope. Janet's being uh, <laughs> yep. kind of secretive. And I appreciate that. Yes. That secretive, secretive is bad. Um, we're holding out <laughs> until the right time. Because secret, right. this is the difference. Because if your kids are always ask, what's the difference between a secret and a surprise? Kind of like a stranger danger thing. Uh -huh. A secret mm -hmm. is something that is never to be told. A surprise mm -hmm. is something that will eventually be told like a Christmas present or a birthday present or a party. Right. So surprises are okay. Secrets are not. It'll be a surprise in the future. Correct. Awesome. Yes. That'll be awesome. And it's a, it's a fantastic thing um, that's in the works. So there you go. I'm super right. stoked for it. So for me. For Miss Ellie and for Miss Heidi, thank you so much for living, thank listening. You. Thank you for giving us your patience and and whatnot and uh, suffering through the allergies and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no tears yeah. were shed in the making no of the tears. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> have a good one, guys, and we'll see you next time.